Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 396. And if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm Frank. As always, I've got Mike here What's with me. On? And if you if you aren't new to the show, you know, we've talked about this before, we are not professionals. We are not instructors in any way. We're just two guys who love learning this game and sharing it with you. Plus, we love growing the game and finding and exciting ways to bring that to you guys. We're going to talk more about that in a second. And one way to enjoy the game more, obviously, is to play better. Right. So if there's something that we're working on that we feel like helps us, we talk about it here in hopes that it'll help you as well. And we're going to talk about one big topic today. We're going to talk about pressure, putting, and the best golfers do this the best. It's amazing how cool some of these golf, some of these you know PGA Tour level golfers look over some of the most stressful putts. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm just remember a couple of weeks ago the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. and just thinking like stuff that like John Rahm was doing and these guys. I mean, pressure, match play, your country rooting for you. I mean, we're just worried about trying to maybe shoot a personal best or right. take three bucks off our buddies. Right, absolutely. Those guys thrive under that pressure. For us, sometimes they're the hardest putts to hit. You know, some of those short ones, they create that huge pressure. We end up putting lots of strokes on the scorecard. So this is something that I need to dive into because the pressure putts get me, Frank. Yeah, and what it's going to come down to, too, and we'll, we'll kind of talk through three things that you guys can do to get better at these pressure putts because the reality is you can get better. Mm-hmm. You can improve, but you got to put in the work. And we've talked about this before. Uh, the work is, is the differentiator in a lot of ways. Sure, there's talent, but you see some golfers, they just better because they're, they work harder at it. Um, but the key is making sure you're putting the work in effectively. And we find that a lot of people will go out there and they spin their wheels because they may be physically standing on that you know, practice surface, mm-hmm. but what they're doing is not leading to any type of returns. Right, exactly. So there's going to be some specific things that you can do to kind of really simulate that pressure in your practice that will make you more comfortable and more familiar with it when you step out there and you're actually standing over that knee knocker. So we're going to dive all into that, all of that in a second. But again, if you're new, welcome aboard. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We're available in all the audio platforms and you can watch the video version of the podcast on YouTube, on Facebook watch or on Golficity or the free Golficity app so there's a lot of ways that you can get to us but make sure you check it out make sure you guys leave a review for us we love that feedback and we use that feedback to improve the show for you guys week in and week out um before we start to get into talking about pressure putting just a couple of updates um one big one is that uh we just announced our big Titleist giveaway winner uh-huh. for the T-Series irons that we gave away. And just another reason, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel because we're doing lots of big giveaways there. And in fact, we've got another big one coming up. I'm going to mention it in a second. We're going to talk about these uh, MGI carts, which I've just been geeking out about. <laughs> I know. They're so cool. They're so cool. It's going to be exciting to give one of these away. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of other fun stuff. We're going to be heading out to Vermont in just a couple of days. That's right. We have a three-round uh, three miniseries. We're playing the Brattleboro. Mm-hmm. We're going up to Mount Snow Golf Club, and then we're going to be over at the Dorset Field Club. So we're going to do that all over two days. We're going peak foliage. Peak. Should be nice, man. Is this your first time playing golf in Vermont? Yes. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's right. my first time as well. I've I've been to Vermont for you know different types of weekend trips. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, I've it's, skied there, but never played golf. Right. There. But I've I haven't 
played golf and it, you don't think of Vermont as like a, a golf destination, but it's kind of a hidden gem in that way. And that's yeah, what we exactly. want to kind of show you guys. If you're, if you're anywhere within uh, striking distance of Vermont, you're going to want to check that series out and see what some of the great stuff we have there. Uh, and then another big announcement, if we've got a, a brand new community coming to Golficity, we're calling, we're calling it uh, the Golficity Clubhouse. It's going to be on Leveler. Uh, and this is going to be really exciting. We're just kind of putting the finishing touches on this, but stay tuned. We will get you guys more information. For now, you can jump on the wait list by going to golficity.com slash clubhouse. Um, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a, another platform where the Golficity community can come to together we can chat we can talk about things that we talk about here on the podcast Mm -hmm. talk about exciting stuff going on the pga tour places like that plus uh any type of membership fees that are involved in that every last dime of that goes back into what it takes to create the content we do here so we're, we're always looking to kind of take it to the next level bring you guys more new and exciting things like these travel series things like that the reality is it costs costs money to get that stuff done so by joining the clubhouse you'll be supporting that and hopefully opening some new doors to us to even do bigger and better yeah. things with golficity and we're going to have some fun in that group i think we're going to be talking about a lot of different things whether it's pga tour talk uh talking about equipment game instruction who knows maybe we'll bring in guys like kevin sprecher to drop some wisdom some yeah. days and maybe we'll do some flash giveaways that are only available in that group but we definitely want to be able to give back for you guys for supporting us there so no thank doubt you. i mean hey who doesn't love you know the clubhouse you know in golf you get in there right. and talk with the boys you know stuff like that so this is going to be a, a way to do that and it's a we wanted to work with leveler on this because they do a tremendous job putting together a really cool seamless community experience mm-hmm. so this one's going to be a lot of fun uh like i said you can go to slash clubhouse it's not quite released just yet but you can get on that list to be the one of the first notified when it goes live uh, mike anything else before we uh dive into some yeah no before putting? we dive into it i just wanted to uh mention to you i, I went in the garage i was taking the garbage out and i just staring at the the bag with the new clubs it's mm. like we've had them for two weeks and we haven't played with them yet we're not even going to play again this week with them but next week we're at patriot hills so our first round out of the gate is going to be like a 7200 yard from the tips with high elevation course i hope there's a lot of wind that day that that's going to be a tough one but i always love patriot hills it's, it's gorgeous it's, it's such a beautiful course and especially at that time of year yep. the fall it's mm-hmm. just fall in the in the northeast here is just such an incredible time to play golf but it doesn't come without its challenges mm-hmm. as soon as those leaves start falling on the ground you get lost yeah. balls you can't find them you right. know what I mean? It gets cold. It gets wet. We but got we got like two to three solid weeks left of like ideal. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Ideal. And then it's going to start to be less than ideal. But you guys know us. If you've been following for a while, you know we're going to play golf until there's snow on the ground and we can't play for another minute. Um, and then after that, we'll be here in the simulator. That's so, it. Hey, life, life is tough. Life huh? is tough, right, man? <laughs> <laughs> so exciting stuff. So all right, let's do a quick word from our sponsors. And then I want to dive into this week's topic where we're going to talk about how to get better at those tricky pressure pots yeah so let's do it big thanks to titleist the evolution of the t-series advances titleist even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world new materials new processes and new refinements power new precision that must be felt to be believed each model is an instrument of exacting performance passed from titleist r&d to tour pros to guys like us titleist t-series precision made precision print precision played guys if you haven't checked out the new irons definitely go check them out and go get a fitting you're going to do yourself a solid 
No doubt about it. In fact, somebody hit me on the DMs the other day. He's like, Frank, which of the, the new Titleist irons do I need? I'm like, dude, get fit. That's it. That's because what I said. it's just so, sometimes it's so surprising what mm. you end up in. It's just not that simple that it's like this type of club is for this golfer. And now with the ability to mix those bags mm-hmm. and have a mixed bag, guys, you're doing yourself a huge service if you get fit and you're just going to be dialed dialed in um i mentioned it before too i don't think one of the other one i want to thank is mgi uh new sponsors of the show guys super super happy to have these guys as part of the show because um this new electric caddy that we use and they've got a, a whole wide range of caddies but what a fun product we checked out the zip navigator um it just you know, if you're a walking warrior, it just makes your life so much easier mm-hmm. and so much more fun. We filmed a, a, a new video with it. Uh, this thing just impressed me from start to finish. It's this electric caddy that holds your clubs, but it also has all of these amazing attachments. It's almost a Swiss army knife ah, of buggies. A, a you know what I mean? Yep. And and depending on where you are, you know, you may call it a buggy, you may call it a, an electric cart, whatever it may be, but it's got, they just kind of thought of everything. You've got your phone holder, you've got a USB charger. Charger there, you can charge your phone off of modular cup holders, umbrella holders. I mean, you are set start to finish. But what impressed me the most was just how well this thing worked. I mean, everything was thought out. If we went up a hill, you had this, there was a, an extra wheel that was in the back that would make it prevent how it from cool tipping that, over. Right? So cool because <laughs> anybody who's pushed a cart up a, up a hill knows they tend to tip over backwards or sideways. The other thing is they've got this new patented gyroscopic straight tracker technology. And what it does is is the the cart itself has two electric motors, one in each wheel. So it keeps it on a straight line. So anybody who, again, who've pu- pushed a cart or have had an electric cart and you know if you're going on like a side hill, it's going to kind of just veer down that hill and you're constantly redirecting it. Well, not this. The gyroscope inside knows to spin each wheel independently to keep it on a straight line. So I would start walking, Mike. I'd set this thing on a path aimed at the flagstick and it would just go the whole hole. Yeah. Um, incredible. And the, the remote that comes with it, so easy to use. The range was tremendous. Um, it just, I, I, there no other way to explain it other than it just made walking much more enjoyable. Yeah. You know, you could just bring it, your cart over, you know, your, your clubs it, over it to you enjoyable. whenever you wanted to. Uh, and it also was really impressed with for all of that technology. And it's got this, this great battery that lasts 36 holes. It still folds up really compact. I've got a small car, small trunk. I was able to fit in there. No problem. Super compact. Um, it's just incredible. And we just dropped a video of us playing with it a few days ago, and we're giving one away. We are. That's we cool. are. So listen, if you guys, if you walk at all, you got to give this thing a look. It is going to, it's a game changer. That's the only way to explain it. It's a game changer. So go to MGIGolf.com. Check it out. Like I said, it's just, it's so many features. I couldn't explain them all right now, but Check out the video. Go to mgigolf.com. Check it out. You're not going to want to miss out on this one. And also want to thank FootJoy. The FootJoy sets the standard for golf shoe performance and style in 2021 with the all-new Premier Series. It's inspired by the golf shoes of the past, but supercharged for today's game. It's designed in collaboration with the world's best players like Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, Max Homa, who we just saw get another incredible yep. win, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Premier Series features classic styling with premium waterproof leathers and details that exude craftsmanship, and it's complemented by state-of-the-art comfort and performance features like the Versatrax outsole. You guys can learn more about the Premier Series by going to footjoy.com. Speaking of the Vermont trip, I'm going to be packing my uh, Premier Series, my brand new. Them? I've kept them brand new Same. and fresh in the box just for this. I uh, can't wait to bring them up there because I have just been so impressed 
with the performance of these shoes. You know, they like they like I said, they have that classic styling, but from a performance standpoint, the traction that I get, the all day wearability, I wore it for thirty six holes in our you know, straight playing the number you know, playing Pinehurst number two and then going to play in Tobacco Road. We were literally on the golf course from sun up until sundown that day. I wore them the whole time. Slept Couldn't in them be too. more comfortable. I might as well have slept in them. <laughs> They're tremendous. So make sure you go, guys, go to FootJoy.com. Check out the Premier Series. Um, they are they are truly uh, revolutionary in so many ways, and and that's the reason why they've just been so hot this season. You're just seeing them sell out everywhere. Um, all right, so let's dive into today's topic. You know, first of all, pressure putt. I mean, Mike, where would you rate yourself on a scale of one to ten as far as your ability to handle pressure putts? Uh, maybe like a six. Six? Yeah. Six is pretty solid. It's a, yeah, it's they're, they're pretty good, but it could be better. I feel like it is definitely one of the hardest parts of the game because it's funny. It seems like, you know, one of the easier parts. You, you're, you're so close to the hole. You know, like a new golfer, brand yeah. new golfer mm-hmm. might be like putting, you know, not, not think of it as, as stressful as it is trying to hit that tee shot, right? But the reality is... That's where the score happens. And I, I don't remember the exact, exact statistic, but somewhere between, I think, 40 to 50% of your total score is putts. Yeah. And I, we, we had mm-hmm. a, uh, a Twitter tap in just a couple of weeks ago where we talked about if, well, if there was one thing you could you know, go back and tell your, your beginner golf self, you know, what would it be? And, and I think it's one of those things that we realize the more we play golf, just how important putting is. And even if you're just a golf fan, I mean, if you watch the PGA Tour week in and week out, the guys who are winning are the guys who their whole highlight re- oh, reel yeah. is them Easily. dropping putts. Yeah, we don't practice it enough. It's it's just especially these. It's just it. I mean, mm-hmm. so many of us we want to go to the range mm-hmm. and we want to hit balls. That's the fun kind of sexy part of the game. Right. Um. But putting, it just kind of often gets neglected. But I think that that is where that differentiator is. When you look at the best golfers, they are out there putting the work in on the putting green. Uh, they may have a little practice mat at home they're working on, and they're just working on that putting over and over again. But again, what's going to be that difference, what we're going we're gonna to really dive into here is not doing it mindlessly, practicing with a real purpose. I love it. And really working on simulating that pressure because the reality is you're putting into a mug in your living room while you're watching TV. There's no pressure there. Right. You know, you mm-hmm. miss a putt, you take another one, you do it again. You got to be able to put yourself in those scenarios similar to what you're going to experience when you're actually out there. And then that's that's actual practicing. Actual practicing. Now, I the one thing that I struggle with here is, you know, a lot of us use these mats at home. You know, you talked about the mug on the carpet. Also, the pressure putter from like putt out or something. It's a great training aid. I feel like it develops great feel. It keeps you kind of loose. It keeps the putting stroke, I guess, alive in the off season or whatever it may be. But I still don't feel that it's comparable to like those pressure putts out there. You know, it's not, I'm talking when I'm, when I'm, if I'm going to define a pressure putt, it's like a two to three foot bender Yeah. that, you know, that I should make, but I, I got all these things going through my head and I'm saying like, I'm not going to make this. I'm not going to make this. It bends, it breaks, it turns, all that stuff. That's a pressure putt for me. And I feel like I don't learn that on these straight mats at home. Well, it sounds like what you're explaining to me more so is, is confidence in a, a certain type of putt. Okay. So what I would say is, you know, confidence is another big part of it. We always try to work on building confidence, but I agree. Like you can get to a certain point where you just kind of go on autopilot hitting the same flat putt. But I think that that is where as much as it's great to work on your stroke at home, and I'm a big advocate of getting you know, the putting mats, mm-hmm. and I've got one at home, we've got one here at the office, but it's putting the time in on the actual putting surface 
where you're going to get the real breaks. Right, and right, I right. think part of why we are not confident with that is because we don't practice it enough. So I, I'd flip that script and I'd ask you, well, how often do you go down to the, you know, wherever you have a, a putting surface and practice the long bender? Right. Normally never. Right. Yeah. So your only time you're faced with it is when you're physically faced with it in a actual scoring position out on the golf course. Mm -hmm. So the unfamiliarity is going to, to cause a lo loss of confidence, right? And yep. then all of a sudden, you're nervous. And the nervous, the pressure, because it's so unfamiliar it's unfamiliar. To you. Right. Like, I don't know this putt. Right. right. And we recently had a great playing lesson uh, with Brad Worthington at Pound Ridge in New York, which, guys, if you haven't checked out Pound Ridge, um, the only public Pete Dye course in New York, um, it's a little bit expensive, but it's one of those ones that's just worth it. We like to play it once a year. Uh, but Brad's there, and, and Brad is is terrific short game coach. If you're looking for a good short game coach, check out Brad. He does lessons right there. But he had us working with um, on the putting surface. He had us taking, and this is not one of our tips. It's just kind of a bonus tip here. Mm -hmm. He had us take a... Uh, uh, a tee and put it a foot behind the hole. Right. And we were, these were longer, bendier, breaking putts. Downhill putt. Downhill yep. putt. Mm -hmm. Putts that have, have variations in it that require some practice to get used to. And he would say, you, I want you to putt five in a row and make sure that every one of them ends somewhere from the cup to that, that tee. So either in, nothing short, either in that cup or somewhere just beyond it, but within that T, which that T was just a tap-in distance. Right. So you'd be really working on your pace on those those trickier putts so they don't blow it by. Now you're working out, you're becoming more familiar with it, and then when you go out there, you're a little bit less nervous standing over it. Yeah, I so that I think that that's going to be one of the big things here. There's going to be some stuff that we're going to talk about here that, yes, it can absolutely be done on a mat at home. However, when you really want to get that practice in and really make it like what you're going to face when you're out there, the best thing would be to, to find either a driving range or a local golf course or someplace where you have access to a practice putting green and get out there and do it. I mean, it can be as simple. I know we're all pressed for time, but it can be as simple as two nights a week, maybe on your way home from work. You know, the good thing is you just you just bring your putter. You don't have to bring your whole golf right. your whole golf bag. Throw your putter in your trunk. Stop it at the course on the way home. Putt for a half hour and then head home. You know, if you could do it, or on the way into work, whatever. I understand everyone's got busy schedules, but just trying to work it in a little bit. This is what's going to be that that thing that separates your score apart. Definitely, More than even 100%. hitting the range, as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. Um, so the first thing, building that pressure. One method of practice you can do is is building a streak. And I think going back to what we said earlier, Mike, we're saying like, okay, it's simple enough in practice. You miss a putt, you just hit it again. Right. So how do you make it like that scenario that you actually face out there when you don't get another chance to hit that putt again? One big way is to try to get a streak going. So for example, let's say you start small and you, you have a five foot putt and you set yourself a, a mental goal of hitting 10 in a row. Okay. So now you, you got that ninth putt, you know what I mean? You've got, you've got eight in the hole. Here's number nine. If you missed, you can't just say, well, that didn't count because right. you didn't, you didn't meet your goal. You have now a very clearly defined goal of a streak and you just, you, you will notice as you make your way through that. And as that goal number gets higher, maybe it's 25 in a row. You start to feel it. The yeah. heart race is a little bit. Mm -hmm. You start to feel the pressure because you're like, I want to be able to do this. Or you can even make it like a little incentivized for you. If I make 25 in a row, I can end my session, go home, you know, exactly. watch some TV, kick right. it, whatever. But here you, you just feel like if you don't do it, you got to start over. That streak alone is going to change things for you. 
Yeah, no, it's the easiest way to simulate some type of pressure. Absolutely. I've, that's something that I've done uh, when I used to go to the course and practice. Yes, I'm guilty of not going lately, but when I used to get over there, when I did putt, I would always have some type of purpose and I'd always create some type of a game out there. Yeah. Something to make it fun and something to kind of, when I get back in the car and drive home, I just feel accomplished. Like, okay, my putting stroke feels good. Yeah. I didn't go home until I did this. And spot on, it's like, don't leave until you do X. Right. It's easy. You Incentivize know? yourself mm -hmm. somehow. But but it, there's a million different ways you can structure this. You can structure it the same kind of putt in a row, although I think you kind of go on autopilot. I've also seen people put uh, 10 balls in a circle around the hole. And then you'll work your way around and I try like to get the streak to get them. Mm -hmm. Because now you're seeing all different looks, uphill, downhill, different types of lies. How, how about but, that gate drill you were doing the other day? That's just something else you were trying to do. I mean, that's something you could do at short also to, to get another stroke. There's so much stuff out there you could do from those short distances yes. to kind of work on these pressure In fact, points. we're going to talk about gate drills in a minute, okay. too, because we've got that in here. But but as far as building that streak, I mean, I, I when I think of these things, you look towards... Um, you look towards who you can kind of set as like as a as a mental like standard for where mm. you want to be, and you think about the greatest pressure putters of all time, particularly the greatest pressure putter of all time, Tiger Woods. Easily, mm -hmm. and Tiger would do this relentlessly. I've seen him even do it with his one-handed warm-ups, and Tiger would make thirty-five in a row. You know, so I'm not saying you're going to get there right off the bat, but as you work your way up, and then you'll just be surprised if you can make your practice even more pressure packed mm -hmm. than what you actually face out on the golf course right. you start to make the golf course starts to feel like the easy thing i like whereas that. the <laughs> whereas the practice you know felt like what was easy the, when you start to get the course it becomes so familiar so there's so many different ways you can do this you guys can do a quick google search if you want to mix it up i've seen like i said the circle we've seen like what somebody called like the iron cross where you've got you know three balls at different distances in, in each direction mm -hmm. in the four different directions around the hole and you'd have to go around and make them there's a lot of different ways you can structure this but as long as you understand and structure it in a manner where it's you're having to create that streak because that is what will create the pressure it's gonna be a game changer for you i mean i've even heard of it and, and seen some clips of uh collegiate golfers like the the really you know top tier uh college teams and they would end their practice where you know players would have to to make 50 in a row before that they could leave the, the practice mm -hmm. and the, you know these kids would be there just kind of grinding but it, what it does is it, it turns them into the john rom yeah, tomorrow exactly. right you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's 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 not easy but it's not meant to be it's meant to be pressure right and that's how you're going to get it right. but you know just start right there give a mental check to yourself and just say what is my putting practice that currently look like does it look like anything that stressful and if it doesn't then you almost can't wonder why you're you're not doing well with those those pressure putts on the course for sure for sure you got to put in the time man yeah and you got to put in the time the right way i can't keep it the, the difference between this i mean just envision it the difference between trying to put together a 25 putt stroke and just standing on the putting surface and just hitting balls and moving around and tapping one in and how different is that right there's still 20 let's say that there's still 25 minutes on the on the putting surface mm -hmm. they just come out two of them with two totally different effects right because we've all kind of just stood on the putting surface, of chatted course. up with our boys, and just, just like, you know, whatever. You, yeah, they missed. You're not really uh, focused. Right. You're right. not really doing anything for yourself in that way. Um, which re leads into kind of drill number two. And I, I really like this one because it, it involves other people. And that's so much more similar to what happens on the golf course. Sure, every once in a while it's fun to play around by, by yourself, you know, out there. But 
the reality is oftentimes we're in some sort of competition. You know, whether it's a more formal competition like a tournament or maybe it's just our weekend round with our buddies. We're playing for a couple bucks. We're playing for a beer or we're just kind of playing for who's going to have the bragging rights for the rest of the week. You know, the reality is another component or element of pressure is the com- competitiveness. It is. I mean, I love this, too, because there's so many games you could play out there to practice. There really we is. We don't even think about it. And we we actually did a fun little version of this uh, when we were in Pinehurst. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got the Thistle Dew, which yeah. is that huge putting service. Rem- reminds me a lot of, like, uh, the old course in Himalayas or whatever they call it out there. Yep. Um, but this is kind of cool, and this is a similar type of way of simulating what's going on out there. So what you do is grab a buddy, uh, and you're both going to get better for it, so... Grab a buddy who also needs help on, his, you know, with their putting. And what you're going to do is you're going to go out to the putting surface and you're going to play 18 holes, right? Okay. So you're going to alternate, taking turns. So like, let's say I go first and I say, Mike, all right, that's our hole. I'm going to pick a hole. We're going to set a tee down. That's going to be our tee box. And we're going to both play that hole by putting towards it. We'll consider everything a par two. That way we're working on avoiding our uh our three putts as much as possible but it's also it's it's a it's forcing you to have different looks at different putts because your opponent's going to choose the next hole and you're going to keep having these different looks and you're not going to have that same kind of mindless putt over and over again but you're also going to have the competitive pressure of each stroke mattering because you're trying to beat your buddy right so you pay you play that effectively it would be a a score of 36 would be great because it means you two putt every one of them right um but you're going to work your way around. You're going to play 18 holes and just watch as that pressure builds. I think it's brilliant. First of all, you don't need a tee time. It doesn't going to cost you anything. Right. You're always going to get on this course, guys. Uh, and it's a great way to probably just go on like, actually, you could do this in like an hour with a buddy. It's great. Easy. Easy. Play and nine if you don't have that play, much time. Play nine. Right? Just play nine. <laughs> play nine, dude. It's brilliant. I think it's great. You need to do more things like this. You've got to make practice fun. Yeah, not only it makes it fun, but it makes it more like reality. Mm-hmm. And that's just where you get, like you call it like a driving range hero or somebody like that. It's just like, you can do it there. You can perform on the range, but you can't perform out in the golf course. You just got to make sure you're kind of blending the two and making your practice feel more like what you actually experience when you're out on the golf course. And then that's where that familiarity comes in. That's where that confidence comes in. But this is a fun one. Either way, it's fun just because who doesn't like a little friendly competition right. once in a while? Right. Uh, and if you don't have a buddy to do this with, you could just play this by yourself and go against your personal best. Mm-hmm. Just each hole, pick a different tee, tee box, quote unquote, and hole to hit towards. Even if you only had one hole to work with, you can just move your tee box around, right. change yeah. your distance, change your pace, things like that, and then just keep a mental score I, and see how you can do. I love this right before you go out for your round, even if you played like three holes, just to get that feel. Yeah, it warms you up for like right. the competition ahead. Uh, so that's I think that that's another fun one. And like I said, it can be a little bit more collaborative. So definitely give that a look. And then another one, we again, we're trying to adapting some of the stuff we see the best players do. Uh, and this one may sound very familiar. You've seen this for a long time, but just working with a smaller target, it'll create more pressure. I'm not saying that the hole in general is big to start with, and it's hard enough to find that. But if you can make it even harder, uh, oftentimes, as you mentioned earlier, a gate of some sort. Mm-hmm. And that can be as simple as just taking a couple of tees, putting them in front of the cup, and just making like the entry point to that cup smaller. Uh, we talk about 
aim small, miss small. You hear like guys like Jordan Spieth say that. And we see this often. We'll see um, with professionals and especially with different types of breaks, they'll decide where they want that ball to enter the cup. Right. And sometimes you'll, you'll block off the other spots with, uh, with tees and you're just making yourself hit a smaller and smaller target, which effectively is just defining pressure. It's, 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 it's more stressful if you have to do it that way. But there's, you mentioned putt out before, right? I use them. They make a tremendous little gate tool. So you can, you can do this at the cup. You can do it at like almost a halfway point where you can say, I want the ball to pass through this gate and then go to that hole so Mm -hmm. that you're, you're working a little bit more on being exacting with your line and your pace. Um, I've seen a lot of great instructors. We, We did this with Ryan Hager out on the course where he'll, he went out and he put a tee down about two feet from the hole. And he said, I want you to make this putt, but I want you to go to the left side of this tee. And he was teaching me about just getting used to, um, a little bit less pace and playing a little bit more break versus, you know, kind of taking the break out of it, kind of hammering it home. And sometimes you get lucky it'll drop, but other times if you miss, the consequences are much more difficult to putt. Yeah, right. So anything with these smaller targets or something that that creates either, like I said, a gate or, or something where you're having to be more exacting is what's going to help because the reality is precision, you know, is what plays well when you're out on the golf course. So causing that, and it also just kind of makes you think a little bit more. I think one of the, the biggest killers of effective practice is when you do it mindlessly. Mm-hmm. So anything that brings your focus in and makes you really focus on what you're doing, the task at hand, this is one of those things because now you look at that little target. You gotta, you know, maybe it can be the width of a ball to get it into the cup. That's a big changer. It's brilliant. I mean, listen, we all can get the ball on the green, but we all can't get the ball close to the hole. So we are faced with long putts and they require us to lag them close. And let's be honest, guys, we don't always lag them that close. We're left with these knee knockers. And I put on countless strokes with these little knee knockers. I'm telling you. So yeah. these are three great drills. Um, you and I, next time we're over at the course one day, we should do some of these fun games on the on the putting. We game. definitely should. These are cool. We definitely yep. should. And 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 you know, it's a it's another interesting thing. We'll we'll leave you guys with this in a second. But another interesting thought that you bring up is if there is a certain range putt that you find you're missing often. Again, f- take a focus, take a good hard look at your practice and mm-hmm. see are you practicing enough. So for example. In Mike's case, he's saying we're starting with these long lag putts and then you're ending in this maybe a five to six foot radius and that's your knee knocker for you. Mm-hmm. It tells you, get out there. I, of course, you don't want to want to practice your lag putters to get those a little closer. Sure. But in the interim, work on those five to six footers too. So when you aren't quite yet dialed in with your lag putting, you feel a little bit more confident that even if you miss from that distance, right. you're going to be able to put it in the hole. Right. You know, if, if you can get it, both those games together, oh, then clicking, you're deadly. Come on. Then you're deadly. Then you're John Rahm out then you're there. You're John Rahm. All right, guys, that was a lot of fun. That's everything we have for you guys this week. And go to the, get to the show notes by going to golfisty.com at slash episode 396. Coming up on big number 400 in just a few weeks. And like we said earlier, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could leave us a quick review, we love that. We love the feedback. It really does help us make the show better. And we like to hear what you guys like, what you want to see more of, whatever it may be. Let us know. And that's when we're going to be launching that new Golficity Clubhouse. That's going to be a direct line to us where we can hear your feedback. We can chat about the shows, see who, what guests you want to have mm-hmm. on. You guys are really going to be a part of helping us build this content. 
and just know what we want, what you guys want to see. That's going to be a big part of it. So that's everything we have for you. Like I said, go to the podcast, go golfhistory.com slash episode 396. We'll see everybody again next week.